And that's why you should always bring a coat. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. And once again, the returning champion. Yeah, Mike Schulte. I'm so happy to be here. What is up, my dude? Good to have you. God, I just, I I hope you understand that I do just kind of sit by my computer every Thursday, (laughs) Wednesday night, and I'm like, they're going to ask me to come to the big show. I know they're going to ask me, and then they never do. And I get the notification that you're live. Well, I guess they didn't ask me that time, but I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that sometimes, you know, we just, we, we totally get off on the sound of our own voices, but sometimes, you know, it just gets a little stale. You got to shake things up. You are the, um, you're the svelte young co-ed of this, uh, of this old relationship. That's you're to, you're to spice things up. It's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> Thank you. There was well, a lot to unpack know, there and I, I don't think we're going to unpack it. <laughs> On top of that, let's let's keep going with the nice things. Um, if you aren't familiar uh, with who Mike Schulte is, Mike Schulte is a drummer uh, best known as the drummer for the band The Pork Tornadoes out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He also is a podcaster in his own right, uh, hosting the Iowa Music Podcast, as well as a very hilarious pop culture uh, podcast called The Confused Breakfast, which yeah. I am personally a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Thanks. We're, I think we're going to get to reading your your review of the podcast, which was very amazing. I think we're going to read that pretty soon here. I think I think I really like got to the, um, to the core of what the podcast <laughs> is all about. I think we can quit. I think you figured us out. Yeah. Sometimes you get, you get a comment that sort of nails the emotional center of the thing. And it, this one, this one is that. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen, how are things going? You know, not bad. We were um, here in North Carolina. We were facing some winter weather here this week, and um, it was supposed to be half an inch of ice and take out all the power and be extra brutal, and then none of that happened. So, <laughs> so good. we're good here. Yeah. Yeah. How about Better you, Mike? Than- Better than some places around the country, right? For sure, now, right? no question about stuff. it. No but question about it. We uh, we're experiencing a heat wave in Iowa right now. Uh, I think we got up to like eight, nine degrees today. I mean, it was like break out the shorts, let's party <laughs> outside, let's go to the pool. So it was. We finally came out of the negative temps. We were there for ten days, twelve days, some crazy. I'm sick of setting records. I'm sick of being a part of like. Oh my God, can you believe that this happened? And can you believe that? I'm just so sick of it. Can we just go back to like, hey, nothing happened this month. It was super boring. That'd be good. Yeah, we um we had a uh we dipped, we had like a rainstorm blow through and then uh everything dropped below freezing for about 24 hours. Uh so we ended up having to do like remote learning with the boys one day. But other than that, it's just been kind of rainy, cold, and miserable, but not too rainy or too cold to be too miserable. I don't know. That's good. It's not great, but, you know, life continues to, you know, carry on. Speaking of carrying on, let's transition to a review. Gentlemen, ladies, whoever's listening to this, the best way to get featured on this show is to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. You're clearly listening to this on something. If it's got a review section, you should definitely leave one. And if not, what you should do is when you're listening to it, take a little screen grab on your uh, on your iDevice, whatever, post it on the uh, on the social medias, tag the show, tag me and Dan, tag Mike, uh, since he's on this one. But here is a review 
uh, from our friend Phil of the 90s band, uh, who is up, I believe, in Long Island is where he's at. Uh, it says, if you're a band leader, this is a must listen. As a band leader, I have to say this is the best resource I found for inspiration and valuable information. Adam and Dan are great hosts who are knowledgeable, passionate, and experienced. Well done. Thank you very much, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Um, he's a good dude. And we enjoy him uh, a great deal. And uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, whenever something important is going back and forth, we tend to uh, go back and forth with things. So he's a, he's a knowledgeable guy. If you guys aren't following uh, Phil or the 90s band, you should definitely do that 100%. And then let's see what else we got going on. So, you know, with the reviews, we were also talking about charts. And I found some very interesting pieces of information that I thought would be fun to share with all of you out in podcast land. Uh, so uh, there is a really cool uh, resource. If you are a podcaster, there's this thing called Chartable, which is like a free service that you can uh, you can sign up for. And it tells you uh, all the places where uh, your podcast may be charting. So when um, you said charts, I thought you meant like song charts, like lead, lead sheets. That's not what you mean. kind of like, not it, quite. Yeah. More like podcast, the Billboard. Right? Yeah, the Billboard, More like billboard Hot charts. 200. Aha. So here, here's where we are. Um, looking through this, the top five countries that uh, that listen to this podcast, I was really surprised by these, by this, um, mostly because there's one in the middle that uh, is not an English-speaking country that we're <laughs> apparently very popular in. Huh. So number one, America, obviously. How about that? You know, that kind of makes sense. We're, makes we're, sense. We're, we're all here, you know? talking about things uh number two australia so another uh you know english-speaking country that you know has a lot of bands in it number three though with the uh it's kind of the dark horse france oh no no people in france love us let's just let's just go at it and say that you might be the only music podcast uh that is played in france like there may not be any it could very well be well and and sorry to interrupt you there though but if, if you ever get on the facebook groups like cover songs and covers it's always europeans yeah. and it seems like everyone that posts on those sites are europeans playing american covering american music so it it seems to make a little bit of sense that that they would search out there's a lot of cover bands over there and they want to know what's going on in america so there you go i would say that as far as like the prevalence of those kinds of accounts uh, as far as Instagram is concerned, I see a lot of them in Russia. Yes. Uh, there's a lot Agreed. of Russian cover bands. Yes. Uh, we, we do not chart in Russia. Um, there are people definitely listening there. So we, we are very appreciative of our Russian listeners. Uh, number four, Great Britain, uh, which is also super cool. Um, if you guys are a part of the Facebook group, we did have some friends who have started a group um, that is based in Great Britain around um, cover bands, wedding bands, uh, event bands, that kind of thing. So uh, if you are interested in that whole world, you should definitely check them out. And then the uh, the fifth one being Canada. So, you know, top five, four of them being predominantly English-speaking countries, and then, you know, France right there in the middle. It's crazy. You know, in, in Mother Russia, you don't listen to podcasts. Podcast listens to you. Yes, in and, Soviet Russia. And in Canada, you start playing. You. In Canada, you start playing a podcast, and you say, "How are you now? How about you? Okay, can't complain. Not so bad. How about not so yourself? bad yourself? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, not Canada. So on the flip side, I did go through all of the charts that we um, that we actually have registered on, and currently we are in the top thirty performing arts podcasts in Denmark. Denmark. So we are currently charting in Denmark, but that kind of started this whole rabbit hole. So I started going down the line 
And um, we have charted in basically every single country that they monitor. But we have been number one in three <laughs> specific countries. Okay. Would you like to know what those countries I'm, are? I'm, I'm, Let yes. us guess. Ooh. Please do. Guess. Hey, Dan, you get one guess. I get one guess. You ready? Yeah. Dan, you. Uh, Senegal. Okay. <laughs> How about uh, you? New Zealand. Uh, That's a better New Zealand guess than is mine. on the list. Senegal is not. Yeah. But here we go. <laughs> we have been number one in Madagascar, <laughs> Mali, and a country called Benin. And I didn't even, I've never even heard of Benin. So I, I looked it up. This is this is what it says on Wikipedia. Benin is a country in West Africa. It is bordered by Togo to the west, Nigeria to the east, Burkina Faso to the northwest, and Niger and Niger in the in the northeast. It is also the birthplace of voodoo. I mean, hell yeah, it all comes together. I mean, and I will say, I mean, not not not. I mean, I guess Senegal. I was on the right. Con- I was on the right continent for damn. Close. Yes, you know, we, we actually have a few. Um, uh, Niger, we 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 topped out at number nine, uh, but then there's also you know Brazil top twenty, Nepal top twenty, Angola top twenty. So I mean we're just making waves. I will say this: uh, on December second uh, of two thousand and twenty, uh, we were number sixty four in the U.S. Uh, for performing arts. So there you go. Not bad. We, yeah, we've done all over. I'm super People interested to hear from international listeners. We should just, you know, if you're if you're listening and you're somewhere that we would think of as exotic, <laughs> I'd like to hear from you. It's interesting. 100%. Yeah. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. what you should do, so I don't know if I ever told you this story. It's the power of, we, we hate on social media so much, right? But like that connect, connectivity is just something you we didn't have 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. I. We met a fan. He randomly found the pork tornadoes just randomly and commented on a YouTube video. He was like, hey, I'm from Ireland. I really like you guys. And it just so happened that I was going to Ireland. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, let's meet up. <laughs> I hope you don't kill me. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And we, and we met up and he was the coolest dude. He played in a wedding band over in Ireland. And it was amazing to chat with him about the difference of being in a cover band over there versus here. And so if there is international listeners out there that you should definitely reach out to these guys, because some of that content or some of that conversation might be super useful be on this neat, podcast. Real neat to have a guest from, you know, some place else that does this and could talk about the differences. That'd be super cool. Yeah. You know, we had a, uh, a preliminary talk with the guys who just started that, that Facebook group right. um, over in, uh, over in the UK and, and and we're trying to hammer something out. We do have a, we've got a couple of uh, interviews that are coming up in the next couple of weeks that uh, super excited about, not quite ready to talk about, but they have been confirmed and it is happening and I'm super, super excited. So uh, lots of stuff on the horizon, very exciting things, you know, look at you guys. I mean, we're trying. I, I, Hey Mike, I mean, you're the, you actually played a gig this past week. What was that (sighs) like? Wow. I, you know, I, I think I've come around. I think I went from that. I was a very careful, careful person from, you know, March through June. And, and I, I'm always going to, I'm wearing my mask. I'm, I'm trying to do my best, but you know, I think I finally realized that it's, it's been one full year since the pork tornadoes played a real legitimate, no fear, no social distancing show. And I think I've just made it to the point where I'm like, you know what I'm going to do 
we we have we have to play shows somehow and we have to make i hate this word new normal but we have to start allowing these venues to like let the people that want to come and the vaccinated come and and have rules in place so we played a show it's normally a 800 person club in des moines iowa that we always sell out it we capped it off at two 240 and everyone had to be seated at a table and you had to wear a mask when you came in and all the staff was in full ppe and it it honestly it felt so good because <laughs> it, it's been so long yeah. that it didn't even matter the, the club owner even said he's he said Oh, it's, I just got to warn you, it's not going to feel like 800 people. And it didn't even matter because it's it's just been so long since we got that feeling. He came back with bottles of champagne after the show and was like almost in tears. This is the most people that has been in this bar in 12 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is just a terrible thought to think that they went 12 months and barely hung on to just be excited about 240 people. So it was... I don't know. It still sucks. Now I'm like, oh shit, I got COVID. I, I, <laughs> I have a sniffle. I got COVID. I was in that bar, but it felt great, man. It felt great to just put some money back into people's pockets and give. We got a lot of people that reached out that said that felt so good to be at a show again. And thank you. And yeah. there's no right, right or wrong answer here, guys. It's Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I think we're kind of at the point now where people, and and I feel like it's, it's already happened. Like I think people have already made their decisions and they're going to do the things that they're going to do. Um, you know, Dan and I have kind of, we, we were the, you know, for better or worse, we, we kind of made our, our, our thoughts known and we kind <laughs> of stuck to those. Um, but you know, it, it, I don't, we did that. We did that socially distant show, um, about a month ago and it felt okay. It didn't feel normal, but it felt okay. And it did, it definitely like, it's like, okay, you know, what is, what is the next six months going to look like? You know, we, we don't really know. Um, but I, I'm starting to feel like if we got, uh, got something that felt like it was worth it, I think we would, we would consider, but you know, and you know, we raised, we ticket prices have gone up to make up for the lack of the normal amount of people that would be there. I feel like drink prices went up a little bit, but those that wanted to go did not blink an eye at paying extra money because they know that that's directly supporting arts. And, and and we've talked about that all along. The the music business is sort of the forgotten business. It's always been like, go to your bars and go to your local restaurants and do what you can to support them. But if you're a band, do not even think about playing. If you're a venue, do not even think about having a show. It just, it doesn't seem fair, you know, because there are a lot of livelihoods and businesses out there that have just, they are hanging on and it's yeah. been a year now. Yeah, it's tough, man. We, you know, a lot of people out there struggling and, you know, we, we are fortunate enough that, you know, all three of us have solid work outside of this and it's something that we do, you know, because we love it, but there's a lot of people that don't have that luxury and have had to, you know, make a lot of concessions or just, you know, not stop doing yeah. what they're doing yeah. and yep. just kind of taking, taking on the risk, you know? Well, that's where we're at. I, I mean, I'm glad it, I'm glad it went well. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little, you know, jealous of the fact that you got, you got a chance to get out there and, For sure. and do your thing. Yeah. I got, I got paid from it today too. I was like, what Shoot. is this? What is this PayPal? Oh, this is money. Oh my God. <laughs> now the only thing I've been making money on is selling stuff. Like I had to like rearrange the, you know, the podcast dungeon because the gear that like this, this whole rig normally sits on is gone. I, uh, I sold, uh, I sold my base rig. 
the head and the cab is gone. Nice. Uh, the Behringer's gone. One of my cameras is gone. Uh, almost sold the uh, the the electric drum kit. Like it's it's all you know. What what I'm looking at right now is that I've got this room that I could really like afford to finish and use you know for more professional work and uh, can't because it's full of crap that I'm not using. So uh, I've been in the process of kind of offloading things and it's been nice to have a little change in my pocket walking around, uh, <laughs> but I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. I may buy a standing desk. That's probably what I'm going to do with it. I have Honestly. one right here. Me too. Nice. Me too. I love it. I mean, I'm at a standing desk. It just happens to be the band's front of house rig on top of another road case. <laughs> it's, I guarantee you my, my standing desk costs way more than both I'm of y'all. sure that's true. <laughs> There's at least 20 grand worth of outboard gear sitting in it. So, you know, moving along, we brought, we brought, uh, we brought Mike on for a couple of specific topics. Um, you know, for us, we have a, we have certain things that are in our wheelhouse, but you know, with Mike and the pork tornadoes kind of being at a level that is, you know, honestly, for a lot of bands, aspirational, um, you know, compared to our listener base, uh, really was interested in getting his thoughts on a couple of topics in particular. Uh, the first one, of course, is social media. Uh, you know, one of the things that the Pork Tornadoes do better than almost any other cover band out there is uh, manage their social media presence. Uh, their YouTube channel is, you know, gets insane traffic. Uh, you know, how many followers do you guys have on, um, uh, on your major channels? 24,000 on YouTube, 24,000 on Facebook. Uh, then, then the ever, the ever crazy TikTok is up there. It's getting up to 14,000. So we're getting there. Yeah. And it's, you I know. mean, it's arguably, you know, it was the breakthroughs that were accomplished in social media that made the pork tornadoes what they are, you know, performing, performing with their shows, what they are like that, that it all was, uh, sort of, a it's not like the um, aspiration has happened, and then also there was a social media that was very much caused one another, right? So, I was thinking about it the other day. It's social media is that thing, like like when you, if somebody goes, "I have the key to success," listen to this, and then you listen to it and you go, "Ah, oh, that seems like a lot of work. I, I don't want to do it." But but the the direct correlation, like we started a band, we had talent, we did really good on social media, which then brought us more more money and more shows, which then brought us more people on social media, which then brought us more money and shows and more people. And it's just, once you set that train in motion, it, it, it just, it won't stop as long as you keep fueling it. So it, I still don't know how it happened and how we really got there. But once, once you keep throwing that coal on the fire of your social media, it just, it's not just followers. It equates directly to money. I mean, cause we're monetized on YouTube and we make, X amount of dollars a month from Spotify and Apple music and YouTube. And then that equates to you go, Oh, by the way, did you know that we have this many followers and this many million views? Oh, well then I guess you pay, you charge us more money to play your show. We go, yes, we do. And, and it just, it's this weird thing, right? You know, social media sucks, but it's so important. You kind of, I kind of think about it like the, uh, like the, the coal like chamber on a, on a locomotive, like in order to stoke that fire, you got to keep shoveling stuff yeah. into it. And, you know, it feels like what you're doing is little and insignificant, but it's causing this massive thing to move forward. And it's just, you know, 
it's it's fascinating and it's frustrating and it is so many different things. And you know, we're we're dealing with the same thing. I, I will say this, you know, just personally, the amount of effort I have put into the band YouTube channel and the band accounts has just like completely fallen by the wayside this past year. Me too. Uh, because I've been trying to do it for myself. I've been trying to do it for this <laughs> podcast and 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 just trying to get some sort of momentum. And I think there's there's valid points to doing both um and it's it's also got more to do with you know what what is your priority what are you focused on you know for you and and your guys it's the it's that project the pork tornadoes is the thing that we are you know focused on doing um i have found out over the past i don't know two or three days that a lot of the stuff that i thought that i was just kind of like throwing out into nowhere is being noticed by people that i wasn't really aware were paying attention you, and that you, it it might pay off in other ways. You you never know. And I, that's the famous story of this band is that I was so anti the recording of Tennessee whiskey. I was, an, I thought the video was one of our worst videos. I just sort of said, wow, whatever, nobody cares about this and put it out there. And that is the main catalyst of anything we've we've done. I mean, it's almost 6 million views on YouTube. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense because it's one of our, like eh, things that we've done, <laughs> but that's the, I think, and I, that's the one thing I'm sure we'll get into TikTok. And I've been listening to a lot of people talk about that, that they're like, just, just do it, put the stuff out there and don't care what happens. Don't care how many views, just put it out there. Cause you never know three months later, something might all of a sudden po start popping onto for you pages and go nuts because it's, it's now topical or something, you know, you just never know. So let's, let's get into that. So TikTok is one of those things that I think a lot of people in this world don't quite understand. I will say um, I don't. I, okay. I'm on, a, I'm on a back channel, cha you know, Facebook <laughs> Messenger with the both of you talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't touched it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we don't understand it either. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, that's what I'm getting. That is what I'm getting. I did just um, get an invite to Clubhouse. So that's a thing. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. I'm on it. I, I, I think I might have, you know, I might have let one of y'all in at, at this point. That's one of those things that I just don't, it feels like a real time suck because it, it being audio based, like you kind of have to be on it in order right. to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's real time. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit of a different thing, but so TikTok is one of those things I downloaded, I don't know, six, seven months ago and was just kind of like, what is this? I don't understand. And what I slowly started to realize is that every time I looked at something longer than like a second and a half. It like took it took a note of that. And then the next time I opened the app, it started showing me more of those things. And then it just kind of over time became this feed of stuff where I was like, this is the stuff I like. And you find all of these little very specific lanes of whatever TikTok is. So you can't say TikTok is blank because it's so many different things. So Mike, it you don't have a, you don't have a personal one. You just run the the band. The band was that yeah, correct? I run I run the Pork Tornadoes TikTok, and I also just started one for the podcast, Confused Breakfast. And right. I've been just like any other social media platform. I'm doing my studying, going, what does it take? How do you do this? And and I will tell you, not only from for our band, for our podcast, but also for another band in Iowa called the B Twins. That those those three that I know of are it's the fastest growing social media platform by far 
of any of those entities. I mean, we went from zero fans to 14,000 in like four months. Yeah. That, that's insane. And, and if, and if you don't think that you're, that it's for you, you're con- I, f- I feel like you're just giving up and not, and not saying I want more people to know about me. Cause if you, if you put the right stuff out there, I mean, it's kind of guaranteed to be seen. Yeah. And, and like you said, put into these weird lanes where, it, I, I'm kind of scared of TikTok because I don't feel like it's algorithms. I feel like it's legit Terminator shit, like Skynet, AI, <laughs> that goes, oh, like you've seen, did you guys watch The Social Dilemma? Yeah. Have you seen I, that? I so it's, it. the, it's yeah. the computer people going up. Adam, Adam's seen, oh, his, Adam's heart rate's going up watching this video. He really likes this. Start shoving more into his feet. Like It's scary, but it knows exactly what you want Hmm. and it shoves it into your feeds and that's how you get lost. (laughs) So, so yeah, let me talk. So my feed is music production stuff. Um, people talking about ADHD because that's something that I'm, I'm apparently interested in. Um, (laughs) pop punk emo throwbacks and like weird, like political ex-evangelical people because apparently that's something that I watched more than other things which is but again that is like super specific like if you if if somebody else opens up that app and they look at it it doesn't do that for them it's going to do something different isn't it sea shanties too isn't this am I no, I'm a few no, weeks no. behind I think on that but that yeah the, so the, you know what what ends up happening is is you get these kind of viral things that are happening on TikTok and happening nowhere else um the uh, the one that I got locked into was the uh, Dear Maria one. So somebody on TikTok posted this video going, Mom, it wasn't a phase, it's a lifestyle, and singing the like the dropout of the song Dear Maria by um, All Time Low. And then it just became this thing where like everybody did it. And I ended up recording a version of it and putting it up and uh, there's, there, there's all kinds of those kinds of moments where you find, you know, a certain song kind of hits a certain lane and then it just kind of takes off. And for artists, the, the, the impact of that is massive. Um, a good example of that is a band called bring me the horizon, which are they're They used to be a metalcore band. Now they're this kind of weird electro pop thing, but they started posting this song called, can you feel my heart? Which is from an album called Simp Eternal. It was like four albums ago. It, it, it was put out almost 10 years ago. But because they kept posting it on TikTok, it shot up in the charts because people kept referencing it and kept streaming it. You guys, F- Fleetwood Mac rumors, the album no, from the It's 80s. not even rumors. It's not even rumors. It's just, yeah, dreams. just dreams. No, no. But what I'm saying is the that entire album went to number one. Again, whenever that album was recorded, what, in the late 70s? Late 70s. Yeah. Went to number one specifically just because a guy put it in his video and skateboarded and drank some cranberry juice. No one knew who he was. Somehow that jumped up and then that band just made, who knows, million bucks, just added a million bucks to their bank account in a matter of a month because of social media. And like, you cannot discount this. You cannot just say, oh, it's... I heard it's just for 12 year olds and I, it's not, no, it's, it's for everyone. And, and just start one, like just make one who, if you're the social media person in your page, just start it, make your band's page, find some cool stuff, follow, follow Adam, follow me, follow some people, you know, and be like, okay, this is the kind of stuff they're putting up. I'm going to try to do something like it. And you, you never know. 
You never know. Well, and that's kind of the whole point of it that that I wanted to make about at least about TikTok is that there part of the I don't want to say challenge or whatever is figuring out what what works because there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. And that's kind of what Dan was talking about is that Mike and I going back and forth. I was like, I posted this and I got 67 views and then I posted this and I got 3000 views. And it's like, what, what is the difference between the things? And the thing that drives me crazy is anything that I put more than five minutes of effort into goes nowhere. (laughs) Something that I do like 15 seconds, 20 seconds, post it, goes through the roof. Our biggest, our biggest view now is like 500K views on one that just went nuts. And it was a Snapchat that was recorded two years ago that I just found. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to put the, I'm just going to move the Snapchat, move it over to TikTok. Was that, the, was that the snow one? Yeah. 500K. It was, it was funny. It was funny, but I spent zero time on it. Spent yeah. no time. Just said, "Oh, that looks funny. Let's post that." I'm bored. Well, and and you 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 raise a good point. So, what did you what did you do in order to start posting stuff to TikTok? From my for looking from the outside, it looks like you were just taking existing stuff that you already had and just started cannibalizing it, and posting it on 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 that platform. Completely, you you guys. If everyone has this content that you've been you've paid for already and you've used, like just because you put it on YouTube doesn't mean that it can't live anywhere else. So, so you throw it on Facebook, throw it on TikTok. I just started going through old stuff. We used to do vine. I don't know if you remember vine. Vine was I mean, a great vine is basically TikTok is basically what vine is now. Just a better vine. Yeah. yeah. And I, we had a bunch of that stuff. So we just, I started going, Oh, that was kind of funny. Let's put it on there. And with the pot, with the confused breakfast podcast one, I'm like, I'm taking stuff that we've said on the podcast and then setting video to it as a clip type thing. And, whatever like it just put it up there because for a while there nothing happened nothing happened and then a couple of those videos hit and all of a sudden you've got fourteen thousand people following you that you did not have before and they most certainly did not know about you from facebook or youtube and now you've got a whole nother platform of people to to say we got a new song coming out check it out listen to it right here yeah it's wild i mean the the funny thing is that again every time i try to do something to make it look really slick and you know, I, I was sending these guys pictures of like the the final cut like <laughs> projects. I was like, look at all these stupid layers and all this stuff, and I po- post it like it doesn't go anywhere. The the one so the I've I've hit like two or three different moments. Uh, I hit one when the guy storming the Capitol with my name came out, and that one hit. That's that was the biggest. I got like over ten thousand views on that one. The very next one, which was related to that one. Went nowhere, 200, maybe 200 plays, maybe. Um, the last one that did really well was the one that I did about stickers yeah. on a road case. And then the one that I did after that to show how I fixed it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's just, it's so weird. It doesn't, you know. And you can't, you cannot, from what I understand, is just continue it, just keep posting as often as you can. Just keep throwing videos at the wall. And all of a sudden there's your million, your million view video. And you're, as long as you're prepared and you're ready and you've got your links all set up, you're good to go. You're yeah. famous now. I mean, it's, that's basically what it boils down to. And, and show if, your butt. If you can, if you've if you got have a one, butt, show your butt. I have heard if you've that. got one worth showing. I think that's true on any platform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Which is why none of us, you know, I had said that I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. This is, you know, this is one of the few platforms where, you know, being a, 
<laughs> a privileged white dude does not benefit you. <laughs> Sorry. We all have Just, podcasts, okay? Yeah. You know, that's exactly what the world needs is more opinions from from dudes. Started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say if you're interested, just start putting stuff out. If you've got existing content, Ooh. cannibalize it, post it. If you're going to do like any performance stuff, less is more. It seems yeah. like I, just based on what I've, what I've found, you will get more traction playing a guitar looking into your phone than you will recording it into a doll and fixing all the parts and all of that. Like people would much rather just see you do you. Totally. And if you ever think that like, Oh, wouldn't that be funny if, if I, if I change the words to the song, like, okay, cool. Record it, change the words of that song and put it on there and see what happens. You never know. And the short, the shorter, the better. If it's less than 10 seconds, the odds, odds are you're, you're way better off. Yep. And an interesting thing that I just found out is that I took those two, uh, TikTok videos about the road cases and the stickers, and I put them together and put them on YouTube, and actually, it's doing really well. Yep. Just don't because put them I on took Facebook does not like TikTok. <laughs> well, no, they'll intentionally like not show you because no. they'll they'll look for the the watermark and they'll like I send think, it away. Well, I think I, sh- I showed that to you guys that I wanted to tell our Facebook fans that we had a TikTok, but I couldn't say the words TikTok because they would be suppressed. So I called it Talk Tick. <laughs> the same logo, but like reversed in the same colors, but reversed. And that actually, it made it through, it made it through the, uh, the, the deep state AI that was looking over my profile. There you go. So my challenge to anybody who's listening to this is start a TikTok if you haven't already. And uh, start posting crap and let us know how it goes. Either shoot us a message, uh, email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com, post it in the Facebook group. I want to know how it goes for you. That includes you, Dan. Yeah, no, as someone who's listening to this, I accept that challenge. There let's, you go. Let's start a, a thread in the Coverband Confidential where we all follow each other because that's step one is just getting some follows and everyone follows each other and we can build up some fans that way. So let's do that. I'll follow anybody who's got TikTok in this group. All group. right, I'll put, I'll put it, it on my phone right now. Yeah. There we go. All right, so while Dan is signing up for TikTok and figuring out <laughs> what a thought is. <laughs> yes. I just got a million views, you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, it was, I just did 15 seconds of Mike talking. And it's <laughs> Showed my butt. Uh, that would not go great. Anywho, uh, the other th- the other topic I wanted to dig into with my boy Mike is merchandising. So, Mike, you and the Tornadoes have made a bit of a move in the way that you do your merchandising and your fulfillment. So, tell us about it. So let's let's talk let's talk Pork Tees twenty nineteen. Uh, we would we would buy about. 400 shirts at a time uh drop a load of coin three to four different designs maybe throw some koozies in there and i would pick them up all in giant boxes and we'd put them into our merch and we'd go here we go we're hitting the road we're gonna start selling these right and we had a an online store that the orders came through and guess who gets those orders me and then i gotta package them up and i gotta write the address on there and then take the money from here and put it in there and you know, whatever it's fun. Cause you're, you're getting your merch out there, but 2020 kind of changed that. Right. Cause uh, all these orders were still coming in, but yet the merch is in the trailer and I, I don't want to get to it cause we're not usually we're gigging every five to six days. So no big deal. Pull it out. And we made the move, which I know we're a little late on it for some people, but we switched over to, I mean, what would you call it? Like a, like a wholesaler or like print on a, demand would be print on demand. Okay. Like an online fulfillment system. And 
it was our singer's idea because uh, there's a website called Redbubble, which we actually order a lot of t-shirts from. It's it's like user user submitted designs. And the thing about it is, is like, I'll go in and I'll be like, oh, I really want a cool neon retro design. And, and I'll type in something and then I'll find the design I want that someone uploaded. And then I'll pick, oh, I want it on a hoodie and I want it on a red hoodie. And I want it to be really nice quality hoodie and I'll order it. And it's printed and it shows up and it's amazing. So we actually switched our band account to that, which is very advantageous for a couple of reasons. I I, I wrote them down here. One, we can actually ship to foreign countries now. We had a lot of people that were asking, uh, hey, I'd really like one in Ireland. It's like, oh my God, it's going to cost more than than you're paying for the shirt for us to send this to you. And so we had orders from Ireland, Australia, and Germany in the last couple of weeks on Redbubble due to that. Um, number two, I don't have to do any work <laughs> other than upload stuff, which is no, nobody else in the band understands that. But if you are the merch fulfillment person in your band, you completely understand how much senseless time you spend at the post office. I mean, doing this. Um, but the biggest thing being the massive stock that we don't have to buy and, and worry that we have to sell. Cause the coolest part about this is we can just throw these random designs up there. Like today we, we made our logo into the Mandalorian logo and I sent it to the boys and they're like, make it a shirt. So you just literally upload it. And if two people buy it, cool. We didn't have to order 60 of them in all different sizes. Um, you can do koozies, coffee mugs, shower curtains, pillows. If somebody wants the the worst shirt known to man, the hundred percent cotton, they can get that. If somebody wants to buy the $40, like best material, they can do that. And there's kids clothes and hoodies. And you could never keep that kind of stock up. If you tried, it, w- it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would have to, you, you would spend like your entire budget on, on just keeping up inventory. And then you'd end up with a bunch of inventory that you couldn't sell because you didn't have the right size. It's always a crapshoot when you're when you're doing those kinds of bulk merch orders. And up until this point, it hasn't been feasible to do it any other way. Um, you know, we, that was one of the things that that members only did early on was that we just we decided that we weren't going to do physical merch um, because it just did, it didn't make sense. And it, it didn't make it, it. I didn't have any way to manage the overhead or keep inventory. So we were just like, screw it. We'll just do it online. So um, we use Threadless. It's one of the things that we've talked about a lot on the the podcast. One of the main ones I think that most bands use. Threadless, uh, Teespring. There's there's a bunch of different ones. Um, But Threadless was just, I they had the brand recognition, at least as far as I was concerned. Like I knew who they were and um, they made it easy enough and their rates are pretty good. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with the fact that it allows you to be more adventurous with your design choices. It allows you to try more things and offer things that you never could otherwise. Like if we, if we wanted to, we could sell skateboards, we could sell uh van style slip-ons. We could sell like beach towels and socks and phone cases, phone. Yeah. Phone. Like most of that stuff we already sell. So like most of the, most of the stuff that you see on the cover band confidential merch store, I mean, it's, it's shirts and artwork and towels and mugs and stickers and magnets and buttons. Like all of that stuff is, is you literally just, you, you upload the thing, you upload the design, you write a couple 
lines of yeah. stuff and then you just check boxes of things that you want it on and it that's all you have to do and on your site can you can pick the markup essentially can't you yeah yeah so, i mean so- i you know i would say if you are looking to get into this kind of thing pick the lowest margin possible like make them affordable make them easy to get um because you'll you'll make more on the volume than you would on the markup at least starting out and yeah. also the up the other cool thing about it is that you can at least with Threadless, I don't know about Redbubble, is that uh, shop owners get discounts on the physical merchandise. So if you wanted to purchase uh, items, you can do that without, you know, you can spend less than you would for retail, but then bring them to shows. Or, you know, in our case, I've got a couple that are on the way so I can show them on the um, on the YouTube channel. Um, you know, we, we posted, uh, I posted a tip the band uh, merch design in a couple of different colors and stuff uh maybe last week and then today because i was super bored uh i decided to make a shirt that said (laughs) i'd rather be listening to satisfied by richard marx and uh you know i can do that i can that's the thing you could never think about the times you've designed band merch and how long that takes and to pick the perfect design and go this is the one that we th- that we are crossing our fingers is going to sell you. You don't have to do that anymore. You can just throw up. You can throw up a couple ideas. I thought of today. You could throw up each band member's face and be like, "We're having a contest. Whoever, whatever band member sells the most faces is our most popular band member, and they get a they get a glass of whiskey." Or have fans submit designs, and you can put up fan submitted designs. And I really think the only disadvantage. I guess two disadvantages is one, you don't make as much money. You know, we used to get about ten dollars profit per shirt roughly when we'd order in those large bulks. Now it's like five to six dollars. Um, and you know, you don't have that stock for shows, but like like Adam was saying, I don't think you guys are selling stuff at shows, but we plan on the, if this summer does happen the way it will, we're we're going to do our normal route of just buying shirts that are only in stock and only available at shows. But then you have a you have a giant printout on your table that goes, oh, don't see what you want. Well, you can QR code this and buy whatever you want online right now. So I, to me, the advantages completely outweigh any disadvantages that that I've seen. And we've been doing this for eight years selling merch this has been the easiest it's been so great yeah like i said i mean i i think i think this is the way that a lot of places are going um you know if you are if you're kind of like nervous about it you know that you you should definitely read the fine print because uh there's definitely some stuff about when you upload artwork it probably there's some intellectual property stuff going on so make sure that you really love (laughs) your uh <laughs> your fulfillment people before you start uh putting your stuff up because you you are probably locked in uh after a certain amount but from all that i can tell um i i love the the merch that we've gotten from um from threadless uh they sell great shirts otherwise so you know i had no hesitation uh ordering other stuff from them and, and their I, other I, their sort of broader business model is all about user submitted art so it's Exactly. You know, this is just part of their sort of expend, extension of their existing thing. So it's yeah. and maybe on thread on Redbubble you can uh, you can add like copyright uh, like text to the photos so that like people can't steal it. Uh, you know, yeah, they like a watermark. Yeah, yeah, it adds watermarks to it. They're, they they've been doing this for a long time. This isn't brand new. You know, oh gosh, we're trying this new thing. It's been going on for a while. So I think they've kind of ironed out the majority of it. And we even made a giant order of like 
got a lot of new kids in the family and in the band and we ordered a bunch of kids stuff just to see how they how they looked and they it just turned out great it was it was so awesome so we every time we we do like a new design i end up buying our 10 year old a couple shirts because he always digs it he had one of the first uh neon 8-bit tuck shirts and he literally wore it out like (laughs) the screen print was gone like he literally like destroyed that shirt it was a point of pride. Awesome. That's a testimonial it's right awesome, there. Exactly. Man. I, I mean, it. and and I wear I wear I wear our shirts all the time, and that's kind of one of the rules I always had is that you know make shirts that are cool enough that you would wear them. And so I I wore my uh, "Don't Stand So Close to Me" shirt yesterday just because it was in the laundry and it was clean, and it's a comfy shirt, and I like it. So let me ask you this: I ordered a members only shirt. Uh, what within the last year was that? I didn't realize it at the time, but was that through Threadless? Yep. It Absolutely. felt, I will tell you straight up, and this is no lie, I didn't know anything about that type of stuff when I ordered this, and it felt like I was directly ordering it through the band, and I remember going, wow, this is a very prof- well, this is a very professional site. Wow, nice job, Adam, and it arrived right on time. There's been so many times where I've been late mailing out orders, and I'm, like, I'm so sorry I missed this, but like everything about it was so professional that now I'm happy to know that they're just handling all that for me. Yeah. So what, what we ended up doing was you set up a store on their side. Um, and you can, you can create your own banner, which we did. And it's, it's all branded to your name. And what we ended up doing was on our website, on members only's website, there, there's a link in the navigation bar that says merch. When you click on that, it takes you straight to threadless and, and, you know, it other feels than like, like it's your website, but it's exactly. Not. Yeah, it's wild, and and you can mask it so it doesn't even look like you left the site. It's 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 crazy, and you know, it's been it's been one of those things where uh, we've gotten to again be able to get shirts to people all over the country, and you know, you you don't have to pay a premium because you're not local. Um, it's it's been it's just it's cool, and and all the guys in the band love the merch. They wear it too, like. It's uh, it's been a, a huge win, and yeah, like the money isn't as good as it would be, but also the lack that, the lack of overhead, like you can't argue with that. Do you at shows though? Do you have some sort of QR code or some like uh, uh, you know, business card that says if you want merch, you can get it here? Well, we we do have business cards, and the business cards go to the website, and the website okay. has the merch link on it. We don't have anything that direct, but we also don't normally sell merch. The merch that we bring to shows, like we have branded like sunglasses and we have like branded koozies, but those okay. are giveaways. We just yeah. hand those out. So I'm trying to think we, we built this um, giant road case. It's pink, of course, that has all of our merch inside of it that rolls and the table comes out and right. we put a TV in there that would display what merch we have and what it costs. So this summer, I think the easiest way is to just build in a giant QR code that says, don't see what you want or something like that. Just scan, you know, drunk people are very easy to throw their money away at a merch table. I'm sure they'd be pretty easy to just quick scan something. Yeah, Or or don't want to carry it around with you. Yeah. Yeah. Let us ship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dan, you do not have to like wear it at the show. You can just get it when you get home. It's, it's a, it's a complete slam dunk. So if you haven't done it, consider doing it. If you need help with designs, hit us up. We can probably help you out with that. And like, you know, like, uh, like Mike said, you know, maybe you have fans that would be interested in submitting their own artwork and then you, you might end up with something that you like, you didn't even know was possible. It's there's so the opportunities are, are there and it's, it's, it's a total no brainer in my opinion. 
and I can speak from experience, basically just start a, a Facebook chat with Adam and say something that's really funny. And then like 30 minutes later, <laughs> you'll shirt. have a design. He'll yeah. be like, look what I did. It's a design. <laughs> it's a it's really cool. <laughs> that is uh, a lot of that has happened. <laughs> that's accurate. Dan, where did Adam go? He hasn't said anything. Yeah, no, he's minutes. busy Pops designing up. his shirt. Don't, uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be right back. That, it, that may have happened earlier today involving a Richard Marks related piece of artwork. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> I I I am hell bent. I'm I'm an advocate for that song. I posted it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I've tagged Richard Marks in every single one of them. <laughs> I tag I tag every original MTV VJ that I'm friends with on social media. Alan Hunter has already liked it. So like it's it's making the rounds. I think it's just a matter of time before this whole thing wait, takes off. Wait till Daisy Fuentes sees that. Ooh. Mm. Get get that Richard Marks money. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- those are the things that I wanted to uh, to dive into this week. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule of being snowed in and, uh, you know, running out of bourbon. <laughs> no, I, I got plenty of that. Good to hear. Actually, before we, we completely transition, Jonathan Klein just popped in on the live stream. Thoughts on giving away a couple of items of free merch? It shows maybe a shirt or two. If the dance floor is full, having a good time to interact with the crowd a bit more, does it hurt your merch sales if they think there may be more free tots-outs? I don't think so. No. I think free stuff is always good. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the way that you kind of, you have... You have physical capital and you have relational capital. So the physical capital of throwing a t-shirt out into the audience is about 10 to 15 bucks, depending on who's fulfilling the order. The relational capital of somebody who came to your show and got something for nothing is worth way more than $15 because they'll wear that shirt and their friends will see that and they will come to the show and all of those things. Where are you sourcing your freebies? Jimmy Kimball. Um, the freebies that I am using are the the sunglasses and the koozies. Uh, I am using a company called ePromos. Uh, they they're basically in the corporate giveaway world. Um, they just had the best per unit cost, and you know you're going to spend two three hundred bucks, but you're going to get like a gross or like a dozen dozen uh, sunglasses, and so you just throw those out, you know, until they run out. It's you know pretty easy to do. It doesn't cost a whole lot of money, and the artwork is fairly limited because of the size of the things that you're putting on, um, you're looking at maybe like a dollar, dollar fifty, seventy-five cents per unit. It's a it's a pretty easy thing to do. You know where most of my good handout giveaways come from is Bob's Angry Pins. Yeah. yeah. I've given out a lot of good Bob's Angry Pins. Totally. For me, it's it's koozies. I don't know if that's a big thing in, in all of your parts of the world, uh-huh. but in Absolutely. Iowa, it's like, oh my God, Huge. koozie. It, I will always, I will always buy five, 500 koozies at a time. They end up being like a dollar a piece at that point. So if you just want to do the quick math, you only have to sell 100 of those at five bucks a piece to make your money back. That's, yeah. that's 400 for free that you could either make a lot of money off of to buy more or to give away. So you, you just, you got to look at it as a band and go, well, if we sell X amount of these, X amount of these are totally cool to give away. It's not always and, about making that extra yeah. little bit of money. Right. And if Jonathan's so question is, um, does throwing out a free shirt suppress sales? Because people have been like, Oh, it's free. No, it, it increases uh, sales. People want it. It's a thing you've given one for free, but it's over there for sale. It increases sales. That is not a thing. You so about. Only that one guy got one. That's and right. I wanted one. And I can't That's get right. it. That's exactly. Right. Or it's it. not in the right size. So here's what, here's what I got. So this is one of our koozies. 
Hopefully this isn't reversed in the, no, it looks in good. the live stream. Yep. Um, we had these in like black and then like neon colors, pink and green and blue and that kind of thing. Um, these are can koozies. I think can koozies are the way to go. Um, bottle koozies are too specific and not everybody drinks out of bottles, but you can put a bottle in a can koozie. You can't put a can in a bottle koozie. And then these are the, um, these are an older pair of the sunglasses. You can see it's like an older version of our logo, but you, you just throw these, you throw these out in the audience. You kind of put them out, uh, next to like business cards and that kind of thing. Pretty easy to do. The other thing we have are the, um, the guitar picks. So they've got the logo on them on one side and then the QRs in the back. These we got from Picks of Destiny. And the last time I checked, if you order from picksofdestiny.com and use the promo code CoverbandConfidential, you're still getting 20% off those orders. So I would highly recommend do that, do that. doing that if you haven't already. Yeah. There was a question about can or bottle koozies. I, I would always go can because yep. can can bottles can go in the can ones. But we also have these ones. I'm showing them on the live stream. We got sold on these for the bicycle culture called yeah. slap koozies, which as you can see, they they slap around yeah. uh, your beer can or your bottle. They're, they end up being more about $2. Yeah. But people, especially like if you have a cycling culture in your area, people go nuts for these things because not everybody sells them and they go around the bike frame. Uh, another Another really easy, cheap, free giveaway is stickers. Totally. Stickers are so cheap. Just set them at your table. Be like, any merch purchase, you got free, any free stickers you want. I mean, that's an easy one. Yep. Yeah. We uh, we bought a couple of the uh, the MTV members only stickers and I put them on a few things. And yeah, I mean, it's so, if you, if you, if you got a piece of artwork that is easily to, easy to pick out and like iconic and, and, you know, easy to spot, order a hundred stickers, order for sure. 200, like just do and, it take 50 of those yourself at all times and put them on things. Uh, we have one that is currently on an Island in the Virgin islands, uh, that every once in a while we'll get like tagged in. And so he's like, Holy shit. Yeah. Poor tornadoes. Good. You know, like put them anywhere. There are stickers. You know, my wife will walk around the bar that we're playing with the roll of stickers. She's like total social butterfly. can't take her anywhere without making 50 new friends. Um, and she will go around and put them on people, stick them to people. And, you know, people like end up wearing our stickers and get home with their stickers on them and, you know, are delighted about that. So Jonathan had a follow up, said any merch fail ideas you guys tried? Honestly, no, because if, if it doesn't sell, then you can give them away. True. And that's it, not a fail. You're absolutely right. I think our biggest fail was we made, um, we made drawstring bags. Mm -hmm. We made like a minimum. There was like 300 minimum at, at a dollar piece and they they just really do not sell but they've ended up being vip perks for tickets for for the last 2 years where buy a vip ticket and you get this bag with a koozie it's like we're just trying to give this away right. thank you for buying a vip ticket so yeah this it's definitely not a fail if you can repurpose it or give it away for free right yeah i think the way that you need to look at merch is that it is not necessarily you don't need, it doesn't need to come out of a particular bucket. And if it does come out of a bucket, it is the advertising bucket yeah. and advertising, meaning that you're going to spend that money and that money is not going to come back to you necessarily. That's what that, that's what those items are for. Um, so just, you may have to rethink the thought process about, you know, what merch is, what it does, what the objectives are around it and, um, how you're going to benefit from it in the long run. Definitely. Fantastic conversation, guys. Love it. 
I I had talked about this earlier that I thought that the best title for this this kind of episode is the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Here we are. I don't know. Cool. Something you know, as opposed to the extraordinary, because we're not. We're just no, 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 regular no. dudes. So yeah, League of Ordinary Gentlemen, featuring the three of us. Well, I think I think we nailed it. Love it. Another home run. Guys, another flawless episode. How do we keep doing wow. it? It's incredible. It really is incredible. We're amazing. I just I can't I can't even imagine it's all Mike. Let's how be it must feel <laughs> to listen to this as it happens. In, in honor of unreal. in honor of the new Mortal Kombat trailer, flawless victory. Ooh. <sighs> like that. Yeah, so that man, that's gonna be wild. Did you th- Sub Zero froze Scorpion's blood and turned and it into a knife it with and him. then stabbed him. Incredible. One thing's for certain, this may not be a good movie, but it will be better than any other Mortal Kombat movie that has been made. I'm I'm going out and saying that. Low bar, but yeah, yes. It's not, a, <laughs> Very not much that so. big a challenge. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, wanted to thank you all for tuning into the live stream, for, uh, for contributing all of the questions and all of that wonderful stuff. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, we say it every week. You know, we could do it without you, but it wouldn't be as much fun. So uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to support us, there are lots of ways of doing that. You can buy merch. We have a merch store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, link will be in the uh, in the show notes, uh, as well as Patreon and all the other things. We don't need the money, but uh, anything that you do to share uh, the podcast with uh, your friends and your network and your bandmates and your enemies uh, helps us out overall. So we are super appreciative of all of those things. Um, more details to follow with the little run that Dan's about to do. But I will go ahead and call it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Mike Schulte. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 141. Have an awesome week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice facebook.com slash coverbandconfidential instagram at coverbandconfidential and twitter at coverbandconfid if you have any questions please email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential and for more info check out www.coverbandconfidential.com